Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. Hey, am I the only one who feels like I'm in a barbecue? Yeah, or a smoker. Yeah, good Lord, man. So let's pray for those communities and those, those people out there and the animals and the livestock and everything, the businesses, everything that can be affected. And um, Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being so kind to us. Thank you for just always being there for us and always being faithful. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that you speak through me this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. Like Pastor James, what are you doing? Sometimes I wonder myself. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do all this, but I'll figure it out because I want you guys to see this. Okay. What does that say? Someone read that to me. What is it? Start from that side. Start, start from the top. Elohim, Right. Okay. Very good. You got the words right, but it's kind of like me coming up here like this. You got it. It's backwards in Hebrew, so I tricked you. So it says, Bereshit bara Elohim et Hashemayim Haaretz. Okay. That's what I want to talk about. We're going to do it a little Hebrew this morning. Is that all right? So if you'll turn in your Bibles to Bereshit 1, Bereshit 1 1, Genesis 1 1. Okay. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Thickness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from darkness. God called it the light day and the dark Darkness he called night, and there was evening, and there was morning the first day. So, I'm just going to read it, because I love reading about creation, because it's so powerful, right? Then it says, I need my glasses. I was like, why is everything so blurry today? Look, the, the being in the smoker is getting to me. And God said, let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the expanse and separated it. Who made the expanse? God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from, from the water above it. And it was so. God called the expanse sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered in one place. And God, what? And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear. And it almost happened. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and he gathered waters. He called, he called seas, and God saw it was good. God called the 
dry ground land. Who called it land? Who called the, the seas seas? Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds, and it almost happened. (laughs) And it was so. so. The Lord produced... Glasses are fogging up. So the land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed, according to to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds, and God saw it was good. You know, in Hebrew, do you know what the word good is? It's tov. It's tov, right? And it's not like we say God is good all the time. It, 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 it's good, but it literally means that everything's working as God created it to work. He's like, that's what I meant, right? And so, so it's like when I get done with a horse, I look at it I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how I how it was meant to work, right? Maybe not. That's a bad example because I'm never satisfied with my work, right? (laughs) So, but God did. He looked at me and he created us and he said, it's okay. No, he said, it's what? It's good. It's tov. That's how I meant it to be. That's how I created it to be. It's working just like I created it to work, right? And so, and God said it was good in the morning, evening, and third day. And God said, let the... Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark the seasons and days and years and let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light in the earth. And it was so. And so it says, then God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky and to give light on the earth, to govern the day and night and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. Now, let me read this because this is real important from where I want to go. I don't know why I'm like, glasses are fogging up. It says this, God made two great lights, a greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set the expanse of the sky to give light on earth to govern the day and night and to separate light from darkness. Now, listen to this again. God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. Why do you think God created the sun and the moon and the stars? For what? Give us light. For who? For us. When we look at everything around us, you know what God created that for? For us. Isn't that incredible? And that's what he's saying. And then do you know what he says? And he says, and it was good. It was tov. That's how I meant for it to be. That's how I meant for you to live, is to live as sons and daughters of the Most High God, right? Now you're like, why are you doing, why are you putting this up in Hebrew? Because it's real important if we can understand what the Hebrew in it, this is verse 1, and it's Bereshit, Barar, Elohim, Hashemayim, Vit, Haaretz. And so it means in the beginning, God, Elohim, which Elohim, when you see Elohim, it's the creator. He's the creator. Like, 
like in our Hebrew blessings, it's Baruch Atah, Elonai, Adonai, Eloheinu, Melech HaOlam. You know what they're saying? The king of the universe. He's Elohim. He's the creator of the universe. He's the one that come and pick dirt up and breathe life into it. And light, life what? Was. That's where we come from. We are breathed from the very breath of God. We are made in his image. We carry his DNA. We carry who he is in us. Elohim, the one who created those stars, the one who created the sun and the moon, and he did it for us. Pretty powerful, isn't it? And then we go back to the beginning, and, and it's Bereshit bara Elohim, the creator. He's the creator of the universe. He's the creator. Et. You're like, where did et come from? Like, because when you're reading your Bible, that's a life talk. So in Hebrew, it's Bereshit bara Elohim. But if you're reading in your Bible, it's Bereshit bara Elohim Hashemayim Vidharet. We, we skipped the Aleph Tov. They didn't translate it in there because they don't know what to, how to put it and they don't know what it means. And I'll get to that because I love this, right? This is one of my favorite things. This is why I believe in Jesus right here. It's because he's at the core of everything. The Bible says if we lift him up, then he'll draw all men unto him. It doesn't mean that we put people down because they're rotten sinners. He doesn't say that. He said, it says our job is to, to lift him up and draw him up. It's the good news of the gospel. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting. Everlasting life. And he said he did it when we become saved. No, he said while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the Christians. Christ died for the Jews. Christ died for the Greeks. Christ died for what? Everyone. The ungodly is what it says. Actually, the ones, the ungodly, like that's what the sacrifice, that's what Jesus was for. And that's our, that's our job, right? Is to say, hey, look, you're complete in him. God died for you. Now turn around and walk back into who you really are. That's the hope of the gospel, not, not the beating of the, oh, you rotten sinner, repent, repent, do, do, do. And then you try to do and you can't do, and you're like, well, I'm still a sinner. When it's about B, 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 I'm a son, and, and my sonship's not based on what I do. My sonship's based on who I am. Does that make sense? And all this comes through, through the son, right? The Bible says whom the son sets free is free if you do everything right. It's free if you go to church on Sunday. It's free as if you don't cuss or drink or chew or run around with those who do. No. It says, whom the Son sets free is freed a little. No. It's free what? Indeed. You know what that word, like, like when it, it says that word indeed, it literally means like free, 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 man. You know, as free as you can be. I feel that way on horses sometimes. Man, the first time I ever rode a cat and horse. Man, that sucker got in the ground and just went, not, he didn't like fall in the ground. But like he runs across, the cow's moving here, and he stops, we call it getting the ground, and he stops and then turns around, and you can feel the, propul the propulsion coming from, from, from behind, just pushing him over there, and all of a sudden you're stopped, and you're back here, and then he squats and shakes, and then over here and over there, and it's like, oh, I'm free. <laughs> I'm free indeed, right? And that's what God's saying to us. 
whom the Son, whom who sets free? Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And it's real important that we understand the Son because you know that he's in Genesis. That this whole book's about him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Was that John 1 1, right? Well, what does that mean? It's Bereshit. He's given us a clue, right? In Texas, they, they call that a clue, right? Actually, anywhere they call it a clue because we, we keep missing it, right? Bereshit, bara, Elohim, haretz, or et, hashemayim, haretz, right? Bereshit. So, so it, I broke it down into a few different letters because when we look at the letters, this is bait. I'm actually going this way now. I'm reading this way in transliterated kind of Hebrew, but this is Hebrew. This is Bereshit, and I didn't put Barah in here because it's just, it's really just these right here. So, um, Bereshit, Barah, Aleph Tov. Now, this is, in Bereshit, what does Bereshit mean? In the beginning, right? Am I going too fast? Like, Pastor James, what are you smoking? Why are you torturing us like this? Because I've been, like, talking about Christ in us, the hope of glory. And I want us to understand where he come from. Because when I understand, and I still don't understand, because he's still revealing himself to me all the time. And so as I study, I don't study to preach. I study to live. And then out of my life flows what I need to, to preach. And so I'm so thankful for that. I used to study to preach, and when I did, it didn't go so good. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to study to live. And as I study to live, then all that other overflow comes out. And that's where when we go into the Word, we can understand if we know this is our life. This is about Jesus, who is our life. Now I'll get to that. This is bait. You know what bait is? I'm from Oklahoma. We get bait, we go fishing. Like here, we used to have grasshoppers everywhere. Grasshoppers and rabbits. Not, not just little cottontails, but, but, but those jumping, you know, jackrabbits, man. And so they weren't as big as they were in Texas. They actually showed me when I was a kid. My uncle brought me back a postcard from Texas, and it had this jackrabbit that they were riding. And I was like, man, they're really big there. I thought they were already big. Like we used to go hunt those things. Like, and you could just go out in a field and just start shooting, and you just... You know, shoot them, right? Grasshoppers the same way, but they were ba- it was bait, right? That's the kind of bait I thought. No, I think that's what we think we are. We think we're bait. Like God's just like, hey, I'll put this out here, and maybe I'll get what I want, and I'll use you. And that's not the case at all. In fact, it's just the opposite of that, because God says, you know what? I'm going to use myself. I'm going to use my son, and I'm going to give his life for you so that you can have everlasting life. So here's bait. Bait actually represents a house or a temple or to go with inside, right? So you have bait. Every, every letter has a number too. Did you know that? So it just doesn't have a meaning. Every, every word tells a story. And then this is a yod here, this bare sheet. And so that actually means something too. So, um, and then they'll put dots here and all kinds of different gadgets I don't got time to go into right now, one day. But this is bait. This is, this is what? It's a house, right? Let me put this here. Right? 
This is a lathe. You know what a lathe is? A lathe is the strength of God. Right? It's the strength of God that... that um, that's, a, that's a good definition. I'm not going to write it down because I'll be here forever. Guys, can you guys remember this? It's also... See how it's kind of... Like in the old Hebrew, it used to kind of... You can kind of see the A in it. But it also kind of looked like... Um, an animal with horns to represent like an ox, like, like the, sacrifi- the sacrifice, right? So it also, the strength of God, but it also represents a sacrifice. And that unique, right? And then here is rest. Don't make fun of my Hebrew or my English, right? Because they both stink. <laughs> but I'm doing my best, right? So this is rash. Now, anybody know what rash means? It can mean... So we set, we're getting ready to go into a holiday called Rosh Hashanah. What does Rosh Hashanah mean? The head of the year. Rosh comes from Resh. That's what Resh, yeah, one way or the other, right? So, so that's how we get it. It means the head. So we see the head right here. And then we have a life again, the strength of God. And then we have Shin, which represents the teeth or something that, that can really just like it's got some teeth to it. And then we have Tav. Now, I want to concentrate on the first three letters here. And it actually will go in Barashit and Bara. See, this is B-R-A, and this is B-R-A. Do you know what Bar is in Hebrew? Sun. Sun, right? And so in Hebrew, when, when a young man comes of age, they have a Bar mitzvah, right? Which means a son of righteousness or a son of good deeds. Guess what you guys are? You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're sons of the Most High God. Our strength comes in our sonship. He, he gave us the right. The Bible says he gave us the right to be sons, right? So here's what's so cool about God. You're like, well, when I was far off, I wasn't a son. But you guys ever remember the prodigal son? Do you remember what the father was doing when he was way off? He was sending people out to tell him, hey, you rotten sinner, come home. You're going, you just stay where you're at until you can figure out how to do everything right, and then you can come to me. No, do you know what he said? Nothing. But what did he do? He looked, the Bible says he looked down the road, and then one day his son came to him. Came to himself, and he says, hey, it's better at the father's house than it is here And so he, he goes to the father and he's thinking, I'm just going to be a servant. I, I ain't worthy to be a son. How many of us, when we get saved to meet Jesus, we think, you know what? I'm just going to be a servant. That's all he wants. I'm just here to serve God. I'm going to serve God all my life and I'm going to do perfect and do good. And, and then when you get in the circus wheel or Ferris wheel or whatever, it just goes round and round and round. And you know what? You can't get off because you'll never get it right in your own stream. You were not made to do. You are made to be. It's in Him we live and move and have our being. We're made in His image, right? So, so here the Father sees Him coming and what He does? He runs to Him. And he, the Son thought He's coming back as, as a servant and all the time he was gone, the Bible is still, Jesus is still calling him a son. He never once stopped calling him a son. In the Bible, now, 
if you'll read that, Jesus is telling that story. Now, if we're Christians, that should have a little bit of weight with us. Right? Jesus is telling that story. So here the father's looking for him and the father sees the son coming. And, and as he sees the son coming, who thinks he's just trying to get back to be a servant, he runs to him and the Bible says, you know what? I'm going to put a robe on, on you. I'm going to put a ring on your hand. I'm going to put sandals on your feet. Come home, son. I'm going to kill the fatted calf. He was looking and he ran to him. That's how much God loves you. Maybe you're out there and you don't think God loves you, but I want to tell you He does. He loves you so much. He sent His Son, but He sent His Son so that you can be a son. And so uh, in, in the Hebrew, uh, as a bar mitzvah, when the son does their bar mitzvah, it means they, are, they come up to equal level with the father. That's why... The Pharisees wanted to kill Jesus so bad. Remember, Jesus said, said so which, which of these miracles are you trying to kill me? And they're like, we're not trying to kill you because of the miracles. We're trying to kill you because you said you're a son of God. Like, he tried to say that in some churches nowadays, and they'll stone you too. Right? Because we're sons of God. And Jesus was pointing that out. So, sonship is so important that God talks about it in the very first two words of the Bible. Bar and bar. Son and son. Your identity is not in what you do or what you've done or what you're going to do. Your identity is in who you are. I'll tell you what, when you know who you are, it'll change what you do. You're, you're living in a tent on the corner, and then all of a sudden you figure out that, that like this one dude was sitting on the corner living in a tent, and he had this box, and he carried it around with him for like 40 years. And someone asked him, he said, hey, what's in that box? It's awful heavy. He goes, I don't know. I've been carrying it around with me for 40 years, and I just sit on it when I'm tired. And he goes, aren't you curious what's in it? He's like, no. He goes, well, let's open it. And he opened it, and you know what? There was gold worth millions and millions of dollars. And he had it the whole time. What do we have in Jesus? What do we have in the Father that we've been sitting on that we've had the whole time? Because another thing with the prodigal son was the son who was there. He was mad because the prodigal son's coming in and he's getting all these blessings. And he's like, well, I've been doing this and I've been doing that. And the father's like, look, I gave this to you. Anything I have yours. What do you need? Again, I didn't make this story up. Jesus is telling us, right? Everything's already there. So we have the son. Now, the son, now this is what's really cool too. So you got the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit all in the first verse of the Bible. You've got bait, bait, which represents what? Represents a house, but, or, yeah, but bar, bar, which represents sonship when I see that. Elohim, et, et, that goes alaif, alaif. What does that represent? That represents the Father. And then you've got hey, hey. Who does that represent? The Holy Spirit. The signatures all in here. So here you've got the house and, and the strength of God and the head. The strength of God is the head of the house. 
You know what the Bible says? That Christ is the head of the church, church right? So, so that's, that's the head. Now, and the strength of God, because it took away the teeth by putting it on the cross. That's what Tov represents. That's what you can read in Bereshit through those letters and those Hebrews. Does that sound like a, maybe he's trying to tell us something from the very first word? Now, watch this again. The house, which we are the temple, right, of the Holy Spirit, the house, the Son, the strength of God, put the head of the house by the strength of God and took care of our sin or the teeth of sin by nailing it to the cross. You know what? Like, you don't even have to go any farther. That's the whole gospel in the first word of the Bible. Right? And then you've got Barah again. Now you're like, Pastor James, that's just a coincidence, right? Now this et, this Aleph Tav, you know when Jesus says, I'm the Alpha and I'm the Omega, I'm the beginning and the end, right? You know what he's saying? I'm the Aleph Tav. And he puts his signature right here, Aleph Tav. It actually would be, I'm horrible at this, so... Yeah, it is. It's kind of like that. Aleph Tav. What's that? Oh, yeah. I got the... You're right. Thank you. I was putting that on there. Thank you. Aleph Tav. Now, I talk about on Passover when they took the blood of the sacrificed lamb and the Bible says that they put it on what? The doorpost of the house. That's what this looked like. So literally, as they put it on the doorpost, they were making a top. So this is the strength of God, or the sacrifice, the ox, on the cross. It also used to be like an X, for X marks the spot. This is where it's supposed to go. He's like, this is who I sent Jesus. That's who that represents. Jesus said, I'm the lathe. You know what he's saying? I'm the strength of God and I'm the sacrifice nailed to the cross for you. But he's also saying, I, which makes a what? A door. Yeah, so that you can go into him. Isn't that incredible? Am I boring here? Is this boring? <laughs> yes, Pastor James, just preach. I am preaching. Just trying to, I, I think it's real important if we can get this. It'll, it'll really, really help us. So, this is bar she bara. Now, you see bar what? Twice. What does bar mean? Son. And then you got Elohim and Aleph Tov. Now, of course, that's what? Elohim's creator of the universe. Guess what Jesus is? In him were all things made. Right? He said, I'm the beginning and I'm the end. You're like, Pastor James, you're going to have to show me that in the Bible. I'm glad you asked. <coughs> Okay. Let's go to Yochanan. That's John. I'm messing with you guys. Yochanan chapter 1, verse 1, and it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word 
was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. What does it say? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. How many of you guys know that Jesus just wasn't born when Mary had him? As you know, that's not, he, did, he existed before that. So much of the time we forget that he's God. He's all man. He was man, but he's God, right? All man, all God. He's not, he's not living in heaven in, in, in a God body. The body. He resurrected from the dead as a resurrected man, right? And so we can see him in, in that. In fact, there, there's a measure of grace in, in, in God's name that tells that story too, and I'll have to... I can show that sometime too, but I love this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who's the Word? Jesus, right? Who's it talking about? It's talking about Jesus. It's revealing Jesus to us right here. And then it says, through him, through who? Through Jesus, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. And I think in, in, we can get caught up in just thinking that, oh, yeah, well, Jesus come to exist like, like uh, you know, the Holy Spirit breathed on Mary and then, whew, there, there's... There's Jesus. But we forget that the Bible says, he says, I and the Father are what? One. We call it the Trinity. It's three persons, but what? One. Right? What is it saying? It's we're, we're, we were all there. Right? The Father's looking, and, the, and Jesus is looking, and, and the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, the Spirit's hovering over it. And you know what? The Holy Spirit's still hovering. He's hovering over the situations to you that look impossible. There's things in your life that you think, you know what? There's no hope for me in this. You know what? The Holy Spirit's just hovering over and saying, hey, just let me loose. Watch what I want to do. I have a promise for that. And the Bible says some of my, his promises are yes and amen. No, it says what? All of his promises are yes and amen. He says, I don't just have a way. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. He says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You don't have to stay on the merry-go-round. You don't have to stay on the Ferris wheel and just go circle around and around and around. God says, you know what? I love you so much, I gave my son, my only son. And I knew from the very beginning that I was going to have to do that, and I still did it. I created the stars and the moon and, and the grass and the hills and everything that we have right now is not because of us, it's because of him. He knew everything that we'd need. And he did it for you. But the greatest thing he did for us was right here on that cross when God said, I'm going to send my life to all and he's going to die for you and open the door for you so that you can have life and have life more abundantly. Isn't that good news? Amen. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing 
was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Like, I hit religion so hard because it messed me up for so many years. And people ask me, do you have religion? I was like, I don't have religion. Oh, it's like, like I'm, I'm complete in Jesus. That's what I am. I don't have a religion. I'm, I'm a son. I have, I have not, maybe not a religion, but I have a realization of my identity. And it keeps unfolding and unfolding. The Bible says when we look in the mirror... We look in there dimly. Why? Because we're looking through there and we're trying to see. All we think as we see is the flesh and what's wrong with us. And when we're looking through it, God's trying to show us you are sons and daughters and that there was a sacrifice paid and you have value and you're beautiful. And as he is, so are you right here. The Bible says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Our position is not to be defeated, but our position is where? In him. Isn't that good news? Whew, that clock goes fast. Not even halfway through. Like everyone's like, thank God. (laughs) Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Here's my question. The problem with religion is it's due. It's working towards. Faith in Jesus is working from. And we had that from the beginning. We had that provision from the beginning. Why would I ever want to work towards something I already have? It just don't make sense. And what I'm saying by that is, you know what, Jesus, that's okay, you sat down, I don't need you, I'll be good enough on my own. And that's what happened to the Israelites when Moses came off the mountain. He says, can you do, do all this? And if they had said, no, we can't, we need help. And they said, yes, we can. Why? Because they had a slave mentality instead of a son mentality. And they really thought they had to do something to have a relationship with him. He says, I'll have a relationship with you. I'll get down into the dirt and the grime and the slime and those hard things with you. I'm not too good for that. And when we give that to him, he's like, now I'll make all things new. And he'll breathe life into you like you never experienced life before. Otherwise, what we're telling him is, you know what? I don't believe this, where it says, through him all things were made. Without him anything was made. Uh, nothing was made that has been made. What are you saying? You ain't got nothing that I didn't already give you. Including salvation, including provision, including peace in your heart. Sometimes we, we have religion, but we don't have peace. God says, I want to give you peace. My peace that passes all understanding. Amen? Amen. So, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for for loving us, and we just give you the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.